Welcome home, spiritual human. I'm your host, Stacey McGee, and you are listening to the Spirit Fluent Podcast, a gathering place for spiritual humans, where each week we talk about becoming fluent and all things spiritual. Welcome back, spiritual humans. The one thing that I think a lot of us think when we find someone to follow, someone to look up to, someone to mentor us, is that they they have everything together. You know, when I first started on my healing journey, I remember I looked up to anyone and everyone almost that could give me the answers um, to help me dig myself out of the hole that had been created in my life. And um, I didn't always use great judgment in following people or, you know, idolizing people. And I, I remember being horrified as I saw some people that I looked up to fall apart or things about their lives that came to light that was like, oh my God, I can't believe that that happened or that they did that. And we forget um, when we put people on pedestals, we kind of make them this superhuman person. And then when we fall off, we forget that they really are just spiritual humans, just like us. And I know as I've been on this journey, um, gosh, it's almost been three years now with Spirit Fluent, which is crazy to say, I have always avoided as much as possible to be put on a pedestal. I do not ever want someone to put me on a pedestal, um, mainly because I don't want to fall off. And I, I actually, I, I had someone tell me on a TikTok live once that she would do anything I said and follow me. And, and, and I was like, oh God, no, don't, don't ever give someone that kind of power over you. Don't give your agency up to someone. And those thoughts kind of came back to me today when I made my TikTok talking about the sole purpose of someone with a purple aura, um, because you know, I spend a lot of time talking about the light side of things. I don't talk about the dark side, you know, because there is a light and a dark to everything. There's a light and a dark side to birthmarks, a light and a dark side to the meaning of tattoos. I mean, honestly, have you guys ever experienced someone who is not very nice? You had a tattoo, right? But I don't always touch on those points. One, because people get horrifically offended. Um, I know when the whole Johnny Depp thing was going on, I was pointing out the dark side of Amber Heard's tattoos and what that said about her personality tendencies. And everybody who had that tattoo ignored the fact that I said, hey, this is a dark side. Not everybody's going to be like this. But they ignored that and, and internalized that as me saying that everyone who had that tattoo location was like that. And so I, I very much don't want someone to be judged based on the dark side of things, right? But at the same time, I feel like we have to have some sort of awareness, right? Because if we walk around thinking, okay, everybody who has a tattoo is a nice person, we're going to be sorely disappointed. 
And the same thing goes, you know, we had a question on TikTok where someone was like, well, what about this, this ex of mine? He had a purple aura and he was a piece of work. And, and I'm like, yeah, people with purple auras can be a piece of work um, because there can be too much of a thing, right? Um, when I do readings for people, I look at their aura layers on three levels. And I've talked about this before, where it's the conscious layer, the subconscious, and then the soul layer. And many times I have seen the soul layers being suppressed or otherwise sometimes even the person will be really functioning in just one color or letting one color take over um, the, all the aspects of their lives. And so when we look at someone with a purple aura, this is a great example because the sole purpose of somebody with a purple aura is a master healer, but also a leader. And so it has this leadership qualities to it. Um, however, you know, if you look at the dark side of that, it can get a little bit hairy, scary, right? And the dark side of someone who is in the master healer leader can go into ego, can go into, you know, like a branch Davidian cult leader. Um, and so you can get these very gifted master healers that also are very good with, with leading, with creating new healing modalities, whether they're an energy healer or a doctor or a scientist, and they can go into that dark space of ego with those leadership qualities. Um, because purple has purple people have like this really, um, I don't know how to articulate this, like this really awesome mind, but it can go like mega mind. It can go to the dark side very quickly if you have too much purple, right? Because purple is this connection between body, mind, and soul, but it also brings success to people. So people with purple auras have like these very open, aware energies um, and if they use that for the dark, they can very much go in to ego and cult leaders and they can lose touch with reality and become depressed and depression leads people to do obviously some really crazy things. And so, you know, you can really see, and I'm not going to like really pick on too many people that I see in the industry that are like this. But um, you can tell when someone's too much into their purple or has too much purple in their energy field somewhere because they've lost touch with reality. Um, they're, you know, talking about, oh, you know, star seeds and all those really kind of far out there concepts that, you know, there, there is a little bit of truth to all that spiritual stuff, but they're taking that to like the next level, you know, they're allowing the spiritual to overcome their lives in a way that they cannot function in the real world. Right. Um, a great example of this, actually, we had a guy, um, that's homeless. I, I haven't seen him around much in our area lately, but he, was the type of guy that was carrying the sign Jesus is going to come again. And he was building like altars 
uh, the street corner <laughs> and um, it, it was, it was really, really, you know, concerning, um, you know, several people in the community were very concerned for his mental health and, and maybe why we haven't seen him. I hope is that he's getting the support, but that's kind of, you know, that person where they go into their spiritual awakening, just way deep too far and they cannot function in the real world. And that is when things get crazy and you have to be very, very careful if you have a purple aura, um, because purple aura people are just, it, it can get just a little bit crazy. Um, so but purple is a great color. It's, you know, that master healing color. Um, it's great for the immune system and healing properties. And, you know, someone who's in a purple aura can have, you know, certain imbalances and inflammation and, and things like that. So it's as everything, you know, grain of salt and, um, very much, uh, balance in all things, you know, and I, I think that that's, the most important thing, if you can take nothing else away from me is remembering never to go to extremes. Um, there's a fine line in the spiritual realm that walks the same path as mental imbalances and mental health issues. And it can very easily go off the wrong path if you're not careful. And I heard this story once of this woman in a First Nations tribe. I can't remember the tribe she was in, but she was a medicine woman. But when she first came into her gifts and abilities, she ended up nearly going crazy. They said that she tried to jump off a cliff three times. They had to bring her in and drum circle and do a lot of support for her. And, and you know, if you don't have support during a spiritual awakening, it can very much easily go into mental health crises. And I've, I've witnessed it um, a couple times with some people that I are in kind of like my friend circle. And, you know, they try to kind of draw me in with, you know, oh, what do you think about this spiritual stuff? And you can quickly tell when someone has a mental health concern where they've gone too far into that spiritual. And, and that's why I'm a big proponent in always having an awesome counselor or therapist on hand, especially if you feel like you're going through a spiritual awakening, you really, it's very hard to do on your own um, without just really struggling. And, you know, I created my book on Amazon, My Spiritual Awakening is a Shit Show, um, to help support people but the very first page of that is like, hey, <laughs> please pay attention to mental health concerns. There's a, a huge part of the community that's like, oh, don't take medications. Don't do this. Don't do that. I mean, there's a lot of controversy around mental health medications. But here's my viewpoint. If your hair is on fire, uh, put it out. And that's the same. If you're struggling with a mental health issue and you need a medication, to support you um, through that, please take what your doctor prescribes. Don't try to do this without support. Um, I've seen many people in the spiritual world who have 
left this world intentionally um, because they didn't have the right support. And, you know, if you are someone that works with others, know your boundaries, know when you need to send someone for support and help. I think that that's really, really important. Um, and, you know, that kind of circles back into those with the purple auras that the master healers, the leaders, you're in this leadership position. And as I said in the beginning, you can very easily go into a cult um, type mentality um, and people, you can cause great harm. And I think that that is the most important thing to understand about the spiritual world is that nothing that comes from source, from God, from the universe is ever going to want you to cause someone else harm, yourself harm. Um, things like that. And I think that's, that's a very important thing to remember. Um, because, you know, there's a very fine line between hearing messages from spirit and hearing voices in your head that could be, you know, other kinds of spiritual interference that push you into doing things that are harmful. And and that I think I, is the most important thing. Um, if you're developing your spiritual gifts, if you're developing yourself, of making sure that you are following the path of causing no harm um, to yourself, to others, to the world around you. Um, and if you're affecting, you know, the health and well-being of yourself, of someone else, um, it, it's time to sit back and reflect and maybe think that you might need um, a change in direction, right? A change in direction in life. And, you know, when we look at things like auras, it's really trying to understand who we are on a soul level, right? And to understand who we are on a soul level, we must understand who we are not. And who we are not are beings that are here to um, control, manipulate others or the world around us. And, you know, if you're really focusing on manifesting in the new year and things like that, um, take a step back and make sure that your manifestations are not going to neg negatively impact someone else around you. Um, it's, it's said that we are here to learn lessons in this life as spiritual beings and that this planet we have incarnated on is uniquely designed for those lessons. And as I have channeled from spirit, I have found this is, mostly true, but there's more to the picture. Not everyone has come here to learn. Um, and there's other reasons that we're incarnating on this planet. Um, and one day when I was sitting in channeling spirit, you know, I was given this message. Not everyone came to learn lessons. Some came to teach them. Some came to help others grow. Some came to watch and observe. Some came to heal and others to create chaos and, and I was like, spirits say what? But even if you're a chaos causer, you know, don't be causing harm to others. Um, I think for me, you know, I had to sit with this a, mem a minute because I was like chaos, you know, we're not supposed to do harm and we have agency. But then I remembered I was certainly a chaos causer in my teenage years. 
And, you know, I've talked a lot about this on TikTok, but, you know, I was a pretty awful teenager. And, you know, a lot of that was trauma coming to the surface. You know, as a child of the 80s, um, it was very rare um, for mental health support to happen. And when it did, it wasn't the best, right? Often, if you looked okay and acted okay, it was ignored. And that was something that very much happened to me. And so I I still carry significant trauma that I am still trying to heal. Um, I'm still working on healing in my own ways. And as an unhealed healer, um, I have many ups and downs. Many times I struggle and I, I try to be as public as I can with almost every one of my struggles because I want you guys to understand that we're not trying to achieve perfection um, before we step into our purpose. And you can easily become both a victim and a hero all at once in the story of your life. Um, and, and sometimes a villain here or there too. Um, but our goal is that if we are ever unintentionally the villain that we make, um, we, we rectify that as quickly as we can. And I, I think the most important thing, uh, is to listen to the messages that are coming within yourself and from spirit and, and trust those messages that push you towards doing something good. Um, and, you know, it, it's a very unique pos position that we are the protagonist, the agonist, the hero, and the villain all rolled up into one. You know, even where I am in the spiritual realm and what I'm doing, I can still easily become someone else's villain, right? Um, if they're not ready to hear my messages, they can easily get upset. I've had many times where I've read people's energy and they're like, you're wrong. That's not what it is. And they get very angry because they're not ready to hear that message. Right. And I delivered a message they weren't ready to deal with or to heal. And so that can put me in a space of being a villain, right. Um, pointing out others, um, things that they need to do in their past, you can look like a villain. And so it's not always actually being a villain um, and doing horrible things that can put you in that spot. Um, and so take some time to reflect that. And, and my mom used to say this, she goes, walk, walk a mile in another man's moccasins. And you know, I, I don't know that I fully understood exactly what that meant until more recently. I mean, I knew what it meant, put myself in their shoes and da, 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 da. But I really fully understand that now putting myself in someone else's shoes of really understanding how is this person feeling and, and where are they coming from and why are they reacting in certain ways? And it definitely helps create a deeper understanding of people. And as you look back on the events that have shaped your life and, and brought you to the point where you are now, um, you can see how much internal work has been done for you and by you and through you. 
and you hopefully will be able to become very self-aware and take the responsibility for the things that have happened and the things that we've caused and the things that we've done. Um, and with that comes the understanding that you are not perfect and nor should you expect yourself to be. The beauty of being human is that we all have flaws, but we can always learn and grow from them and use them to make ourselves better people. Um, I believe it was Maya Angelou that said, when you know better, do better. And I think that that is a beautiful thought when you know better, do better. And I know so much now, more than I did one year ago, two years ago, three years ago, so much that, you know, when I started writing my book, The Secret Messages of Birthmarks, I went back and I was getting ready to publish that this, this winter. I was supposed to release it in December and I started reading it and there were some things in there that I was like, that doesn't align with what I understand now. I actually believe things a little differently. I have more clarity from spirit and, um, you know, as we channel from spirit, we understand things at the level that we're at. And then when we kind of up level a little bit more and heal a little bit more, we get a greater understanding. And I feel like these past years, I've had a profound and great understanding of the world and what's going on in it. So much so that I decided like, I'm not going to publish this book yet. I need to go back and really reread that, really start channeling and really kind of refocus my attention of what am I missing in here that's going to make the greater impact and allow for healing of more people. Because that book is very much focused on helping people understand that things that they perceive as flaws are certainly not flaws, but they are beautiful messages from the universe. And as we take steps in moving towards our path and our purpose and learning who we are, um, it doesn't just mean knowing what our personality is or what kind of things make us happy. It means understanding the deepest parts of ourselves, including, you know, who was your family before you? Because genetic and epigenetic and, and generational traumas are ingrained in you and will affect you on a deep level that you may not always understand. And if you understand how deeply ingrained some of those generational beliefs are, you can understand how to heal them and how to replace them um, with something better. And, you know, I know that I have a lot of generational stuff, even down to, you know, our generational family name, the last name of Palmer. The Palmer was um, someone who took a vow of poverty and traveled to the Holy Lands to bring back palm leaves. Um, and I'm sitting there going, oh, okay, well, I can see where some money issues are coming from because um, we have generational belief systems of, you know, ingrained of a vow of poverty. And I, even funny is that my husband took a vow of poverty when he was eight years old. And I was like, hey, you think you could release that? Because, yeah, it's, I don't think it's serving us right now. And, um, he, he's actually not willing to release it. I'm like, okay, whatever. But, um, you know, you can heal things within yourself, but also through the generations. Um, I think I'm going to be doing a class on vows of poverty, 
um, to release those for the new year, especially because the economy is a little upside down right now. I, I hope that it would benefit many people to, to do that. Um, but take the time to reflect on what matters most to you, not what matters most to your family or to society or to your friends. Um, I mean, those things matter, but, um, what matters more is understanding really who you are and being unapologetic about walking that path. And, you know, the first time that someone told me I was wrong with a spiritual reading, I was like, you know, it kind of messed up my intuition. And we were having this conversation on TikTok live yesterday about after having trauma, how long does it take to trust your intuition again? And it's a long time. And so what I would encourage you guys with, especially as you're learning about your aura colors and your soul purpose and what you're meant to do here is be gentle with yourselves. Um, allow yourself the room to fall and fail. Don't put people on pedestals. Don't put yourself on pedestals. In fact, in you guys know that I come from a Christian background. Um, and, you know, if you're not Christian, take this for a grain of salt, but it was said that even Christ didn't like to sit at the head of the room. He sat in the center or the back of the room. He didn't want to be put on pedestals. He just wanted to be there to teach and interact. And that is a sign of a master healer. When you look back at that purple color, the master healer does not sit at the front of the room allowing themselves to be on a pedestal, but rather they sit amongst and sit with those or behind and guide and teach and allow others to lead that path. And it's okay for you guys. To, I, I want you guys to understand that it's okay for it to take many years sometimes for someone to reach their full potential as a spiritual human I, I'm, gosh, oh my gosh, I was born in 1979, so I'm going to be 44 this year, 44. And I feel like I'm finally touching the edge of starting to reach my potential a little bit. And that's many years. And I look back and I'm like, oh, even recently, I wish I would have done things different this year. I wish I would have exercised more, ate better. And wish I would have done X, Y, Z, and maybe I would have been further ahead, but you know, all things come in time. Don't rush your lessons. Don't rush your story. Allow your story to be written uh, from the messages that are on your heart. And you know, the, it is said that the number one regret of the dying is that they didn't have courage to live life true to themselves. And that they lived a life of what others expected of them. And I would love for you to think about that today as we start to close this episode is being true to yourself, being true to your path, your purpose, who you truly are, even if it means disappointing someone else along the way. I mean, sure, it can be scary to go against the grain, to go against what society tells us what to do, what our family tells us what we should do. But when we look back on our life and realize that 
some of our biggest regrets were that we didn't have enough courage to be ourselves. I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to have regrets anymore. I don't want to have apologies that I need to make. I just want to live and love and fulfill my purpose in a way that can help others do the same and create a ripple effect around the world. And it is a journey of self-discovery. It's a journey of patience and self-compassion. And I want you guys to understand that the path of self-acceptance is an inside job. It's not how other people see you or how they treat you. It's about how you treat yourself. It's not about what our aura colors is, are or what our spiritual gifts are and that one person is better than another or more powerful or stronger than another. It's about how you treat yourself and how you treat others. And the only way to get there is to be fully accepting of yourself. Exactly where you are right now, flaws and all, and accept others for who they are. And that will help you see what is special and unique in others as well as yourself. And I hope that each and every one of you has a beautiful New Year celebration, a safe New Year celebration. And I'll look forward to creating more beautiful things for you in the future. I appreciate your support. Your support means the world to me. Those of you that have purchased my courses and my classes, who've donated money and purchased re purchased readings for me. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Spirit Fluent Podcast. Your continued support means so much to me and I just want you all to know how grateful that I am for you. Uh, I have many resources on my website, spiritfluent.com, as well as on my YouTube at Spirit Fluent. And I would love to invite you to check out my book, My Spiritual Awakening is a Shit Show, on Amazon now. Mm -hmm.